The Derek Duvall Show is proud to offer family-friendly broadcasting, but for the purposes of the following mini-episode, some adult language is used. Viewer discretion is advised. Powered by Transistor FM. It's the Derek Duvall Show. A show about the best of humanity with guests from all professions and walks of life. Pop culture, interesting news, and hot takes. Now, here's the number one host in your hearts, Derek Duvall. Welcome to a very special episode of the Derek Duvall Show. We don't normally take little mini episodes, but for the reasons of being, we're going to do one today. As we've learned in the last 48 hours, the Hollywood icon, the legend, the man, the myth himself, Sir Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, Sean Connery was a huge part of my growing up. My father was a huge Sean Connery fan, so of course, he put my ass on the seat next to him watching every Sean Connery and James Bond film there is. Uh, other Sean Connery moments, he made me watch Humphrey October, which we'll talk about later on the show. But yeah, man who would be king, any any of this stuff, he would always, always be. Sean Connery is the man. Sean Connery is the man. Joining me today to talk about the passing of Sir Sean is my good friend, Money Chris. What's going on, my friend? Oh, nothing. Just uh, getting ready to start another week. A normal, <laughs> normal week. Yes, a very normal. normal excitement. Very normal week. Very normal so. week. All right, so obviously, like we said, Sir Sean has passed away. Uh, rumors having now that he was suffering from dementia at the end, which is pretty tragic in itself. Uh, do we do we heed Ryan Green's advice that now that Sean Connery has died, Pierce Brosnan is the best living James Bond? I think the best living James Bond is Idri Elba. Mm. That's a hot take for you, ladies and gentlemen. Are you uh, interested? Uh, you think they just Tom- haven't done it yet? I don't. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. All right, but enough about Sean Connery, the man, the myth. Uh, What is your earliest memory of watching Sir Sean growing up? Oh, my gosh. I'm sure that I probably saw a James Bond movie at some point when I was young. But I think probably the first kind of new movie that I probably saw was The Untouchables. Ah, yeah. Excellent. He won an Oscar for that. So I was I was about seven at that time. So I think that my parents rented that. I remember watching The Untouchables, and I definitely remember watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, so I would have yes. been nine when that came out. And then, I mean, I've seen most of these movies that he's been in. You know, you know, Highlander, The Hunt for Red October. I know I saw Medicine Man, Rising Sun. I always found um, Highlander to be very weird because in the movie he's a Spaniard training a Scotsman. Where, as in, Christopher Lambert is a European actor as well, not from not from the 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 Highlands, as we should say. So I always thought it was kind of funny that Sean Connery was playing completely out of type in that movie. You know, he's playing a playing a thousand couple thousand year old Spaniard. But uh, yeah, there can be only one. But yeah, I mean, the the voice himself. I mean, it's it's mimicked. Uh, I've been reading today. A lot of people are reposting the old uh, SNL celebrity Jeopardies. Yes, you know the the tribute to him. Anal oh, bum cover. Yep. Uh, was it um, the the rapist? No, Mister Connery. That's therapist. You know, uh, the penis mightier. Yes, that's a good one. The penis mightier. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's, um, it's such an odd, it's such an odd thing that for no reason they just created this persona of him and yeah. Alex Trebek going at each other. <laughs> I would, and they could have picked anybody, really. Exactly. I can't. I would love to have been. In, I, I mean, what's I don't. I have to look at the writing staff for that time. Maybe even Conan O'Brien was is there at that time. But I would love to have been the fly on the wall that says, you know what we should do? Put Sean Connery and Alec Trebek in the same room and have them hate each other. I think that would have been because And then they brought in Burt Reynolds, remember? Old Norm MacDonald, he did yes. the Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we go back to movies now. I mean, obviously James Bond, take James Bond out of the pantheon of his filmography. You've got great performances. My personal favorite will always be The Hunt for Red October playing um, Marco Ramius. I think the movie the movie itself The Hunt for Red October is one of those I call the perfect film. There aren't many in my in my pantheon of movies that I love uh, that aren't a perfect film, but The Hunt for Red October is a perfect film. Um, everything from the beginning, the middle, of the end, it's everything is you're just on the edge of your seat. It doesn't matter if you've watched that movie a hundred times, you still are cheering for um for Sean Connery to turn his submarine so it won't hit the torpedo, you know? It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing film. And I always wondered what it would have been like for Harrison Ford to have played Jack Ryan in that movie, since he went on, obviously, to play Jack Ryan in the other ones, to have him go against Sean Connery again, you know? Yeah, one of the movies that I'm kind of disappointed gets or doesn't get much respect is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, please. I, I, I had that, a feeling you were going to pull that out of your ass. Come on now. Yep, that was... It's a horrible, horrible here. movie. Oh. And so, so his last movie, too. That's the worst part about it. Minus some voiceover work he did for... Okay, it got a 17% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's definitely better than 17%. <laughs> it's got a sir in it. Oh, Lord. You know, it's funny. Um, people also think too about you know some of his, Sean Connery has some of the most memorable one-liners. I mean, everybody remembers the one from The Rock. Do you remember? Other than "Welcome to the Rock," do you remember the other one? No, I forgot. Uh, where um, he goes, we'll just have to do our best. And Sean Connery looks at Nicholas Cage and he goes, "Your best losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen." You know? What the uh, fuck? <laughs> Don't the remember that, dude. Ever. The greatest line ever was from Finding Forrester. What's that? You're the man now, dog. <laughs> that was in the trailer for that movie, and then it was so cringy that it was from the year 2000 for like a year, I would randomly throw that into <laughs> conversations because it was so ridiculous. What's the one? Um, obviously, you got you know First Night where he plays King Arthur. Some people can say like the the greatest portrayal of King Arthur. The Untouchables, you said, is an incredible. When you could put Robert De Niro, Kevin Costner, Andy Garcia, and Sean Connery in a movie, and Sean Connery ends up winning an Oscar, you know you've got a great, great film on your hands. It's a that's a testament to Brian De Palma right there. Yeah, that's a crazy loaded bunch of bunch of actors on that movie. But let's think about like his influences. I mean, who did? Who did Sean Connery influence? I mean, obviously you can say um, Mike Myers with question. I mean, you've got Austin Powers, Shrek, and everything like that. It's one of those things. I mean, I'm, I'm, as he got older and older, he, some women think he got better and better looking. Some people, I, I've, I'm looking here, he was voted the sexiest man alive in 1989 and 1999. So, yeah. 
There you go. Oh, 99 was when he did Entrapment. Yeah. With Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, that's a good movie. That, that's a movie you don't hear much of these days. Does that does even on Blu-ray? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I will say this. Um, check. That a lot of people are posting his AFI Lifetime Achievement Award speech on social media. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube if you look for it hard enough. Um, a lot of people absolutely saying some of his stuff uh, about his big break. Uh, when he was five years old, um, that it took him 70 years to realize that it was at the age of five he learned to read, and that was the, the turning point in his life. Um, it's making a lot of people teary-eyed today. It, I mean, you look at it right here. Academy Awards, BAFTAs, Golden Globes, Cecil D. DeMille, uh, Kennedy Centers, and, of course, Knighthood, which he almost got rescinded for championing Scottish independence um, during the referendum. But, uh, yeah. This is an interesting one. We're going to digress a little bit. Sean Connery was offered the role of Gandalf the Grey in Lord of the Rings, but turned it down. Turned down thirty million, along with the fifteen percent gross point. Yeah, uh, that claiming he did not understand the script. Interesting. Yeah, that that's the story I've heard, and I forgot how much money it was. Yeah, thirty million billion dollars. Yeah. Was it just thirty million? It was just thirty million, along with fifteen gross points, which oh, would have earned yeah, him, th- which would have earned him four hundred fifty million dollars. Yes, that's the part that's where insane. you're like, <laughs> he also turned down money. Uh, an opportunity to appear in the Matrix. I didn't know that either for similar reasons. He didn't understand the script. Basically, yeah, there you go. Who was he? Was he supposed to be the architect? architect in that really shitty scene that makes yeah. no sense to anybody the so. one that's just in the middle of the movie and you're like oh hey i'm the yeah, architect it's like one of those things that you weird. just get get through to get to the next point you know it's that's the, that's the thing about the failure about the second matrix movie it's like it's loaded with amazing moments but a lot of dull shit that you have to weed your way through you know oh yeah the cameo i've got about the cameo at the end of robin hood prince of thieves we play king richard it's good to be the king yeah, how long is he in there for that? Just oh, a minute, maybe. A minute? Yeah, I wonder how much he got paid for that. I have not watched that movie in a long time. Alan Rickman is the best in that movie. Do you remember that? Yes. And an American Sean Connor, uh, sorry, American Robin Hood that but insulted every single British person in history. Uh, that's is that why I liked it so much? No, that's why that that's why that line in uh, Robin Hood uh, Men in Tights is so funny. And the prince go the, the prince John goes. Why should the people listen to you? And Carrie Elwes just stares right into the camera and goes, "Because like some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with a British accent." You know? Oh gosh! <laughs> you know, looking back on it, it is a little weird. What the what the Kevin Costner thing? Just yeah, that it's just kind of does he does he attempt to speak with a British accent? No, it's that's that's even worse about it because like. They're sitting at one point. They're sitting around a um, a campfire, and Morgan Freeman's there. And Morgan Freeman's put an accent on for it. I mean, he actually does try. And at one point, they offer bread, and um, they pass over Morgan Freeman, like as in, like in the most American way. He says he's is a is a person I bring to this campfire not to welcome at my table. And it's like you sound like you're from fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> you know, you don't sound like an English lord. Yeah. So. Yeah, now that I go back and think about it in my in my in my head, I was like, yeah, he didn't even attempt that. No, Christian Leitner at least tried. Not Christian Leitner. Oh God, wow, Christian <laughs> football player, Christian Chris, uh, Christian Slater. Slater. Gosh, 
<laughs> oh yeah, Christian Slater at least tried to have a British accent. But yeah, oh man, Christian Slater. Oh god, I'm gonna tag him in this after that. So, <laughs> Christian Slater. The dream team oh, of the show man. in five minutes next. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. All right. Well, that's going to be a nice little tribute to Sir Sean. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. This is, rarely do I torture myself with moments like, hey, I wish Dad was here. I'm kind of glad Dad isn't here to see this because it would have broke his heart. But I remember growing up, sitting sitting on his knee, watching From Russia With Love or Goldfinger or um, Diamonds Are Forever. I mean, my dad loved Sean Connery. I mean, it, he definitely was my dad's favorite. Yeah, it's too bad you didn't go out uh, with sharks with laser beams. All right. Well, thank you, Money. You enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I will catch you later. All right. See you, everybody. And that brings us to the finale of this little mini episode in tribute of Sir Sean Connery. We want to thank everyone for tuning in, and we will be back with our regular scheduled program next Wednesday with an interesting interview with Mr. Chad Malone, part one of two. See you later, planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please follow us on social media to stay up to date on releases and important news. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show and use the hashtag I'm with DD.